Matt, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. So welcome everyone to Tuesday Sports Center with Laura and Matt. I uh, wish we would do this at, uh, at on the campus of Woodbury University, but hopefully that the campus could be open again for us to record again. Yeah, hopefully. It looks like the fall is when it'll be open. Oh, okay. Let's see how this coronavirus gets contained. So, uh, so because we're still in the new normal, so we have a lot to talk about today. We got the we got to recap the uh, college football national championship game, and also we have other uh, NFL news to talk about when it comes to divisional to wild card weekend. That was a crazy, crazy wild card weekend, and also we got the playoffs to talk about for NFL, and also the NHL season starting. Uh, tomorrow as well and also the Kings start their season tomorrow and then some sad news around the Dodger world this past week and then we'll go from there so Matt how's it going it's going pretty good how are you going well so uh, let's talk let's first start with the college football championship game so uh, what were your thoughts and also we saw some Former, some future stars in the NFL and Justin Fields, Mac Jones, but Mac Jones was the guy that I was keeping an eye out on because I really think he's a future Patriot. And also you think Justin Fields is a future Jet. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember thinking that early on, like Mac Jones would probably be a good fit for the Patriots. Um, you know, he's. The, the one issue with New England, this is something else they have to solve, and they can they can do this probably, but they need more skill players on that team. They need receivers. They need some running backs. They need some dynamic players on offense to help someone like Mac Jones, or else you're going to put him in there, and he's going to have no one to throw to or hand the ball off to, right? And so He has Damian Harris because he was his uh, – he was his uh, – whatchamacallit, his uh, – he was his uh, – college teammate in Alabama so that's an advantage there yeah yeah it would be kind of like how a lot of people are saying the Dolphins should should uh draft uh, Devontae Smith um for uh to give uh Tua his former college teammate uh you know get, get him on the roster and help him out there so yeah I mean there's I I I would I think the Patriots drafting Mac Jones would be a good thing I I'm not saying it it wouldn't I I've, I've been thinking that if they have a if they can't get a quarterback in free agency or through a trade and, you know, there's plenty to trade for and, you know, they could go with Mac Jones, but you know, with this Deshaun Watson drama in, in Houston, I'm wondering if the Patriots might be putting out some feelers to see if they could get Deshaun Watson. Um, and I say this because Watson is already such a dynamic quarterback. Like he's, a, he's a lot more dynamic and of course more experienced than, than Mac Jones. So you could put someone like Deshaun Watson on that Patriot team, and he might be able to cover up for some of the fact that they're not very dynamic on offense just because Watson is, right? Uh, so um, so I think that uh, those are a couple options for the Patriots. But, uh, yeah, Mac Jones to the Patriots I think would be interesting. And uh, Justin Fields to the Jets. Um I think that'll happen because I think they're going to, they're going to move off of uh, uh, Darnold. And uh, I think that uh, they're going to, um, 
they'd rather they'd rather move off, move off Darnold and bring in and draft Justin Fields as opposed to keep Darnold and then trade or not trade but draft and perhaps trade too. Uh, but you think you think Sam Darnold's going to get 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 out of New York? I think that's the most likely thing. Yeah, and there are teams that you've mentioned Pittsburgh could be interested in him, and I, I agree that would be interesting. Um, so, uh, I mean, with with what Big Ben looked like on uh, Sunday, he looked terrible out there. Oh my my goodness! Um, I mean, his his career is over. Like they they might have to stick with him for another year because. You know, they're they just don't have. It's too late, maybe for them to get another option, or you know, there's various reasons for that. But throw the Steelers that mix of teams that need a new quarterback. Yeah, I think Sam Donald should go there just because I really think that Roethlisberger might retire. Yeah, he looks pretty bad, didn't he? Four interceptions. Yeesh. Yeah, we'll talk about that in just a minute. But also, we have other. So, above all, Alabama wins the national championship, but I think Nick Saban's already the goat of college football. Yeah, I think, um, I think that, yeah, it's Nick Saban is just legendary. In fact, I'll say this, there's one sport that I've not been watching the last few years now, and that is college football. And unfortunately it's because it's become so repetitive for me. Like, it's just Alabama every year, and it's just are they going to face Clemson or LSU or maybe Ohio State in the title game? And it's it's just there's no rotation. You know, a lot of a lot of good historic programs like USC, Texas, uh, Michigan, Penn State, Oklahoma, um, Florida, Georgia. Just you know, they're not there yet, and they're not going to get there. And it just I think college football needs to be reformed. I think they need a more centralized authority to to run things and to schedule games and they might need to get rid of the conferences entirely i mean there's there's a lot of things that they can do um but they need some type of centralized authority is that what you think what college football needs to do instead of uh doing conferences like the sec the pac-12 yeah i think it'd be great for ratings too you'd see um you'd see like Michigan going down to play Florida, right? You would see Penn State flying out to play USC. You would see Texas, Georgia, you know? I mean, there'd be really good matchups. And I think they – it's been a while since I looked into this, but they need to reform also how scholarships are given out. Um, they probably need to reform other parts of the recruiting process because Alabama has a lot of roster turnover every year. Um and they just keep on. And Alabama is also a good recruiting class because Nick Saban knows how to recruit. Yeah, it's just every year. And it's like it's no one can get past Saban. I mean, yeah, I mean, LSU won it last year, blah, blah, blah. But like, I mean, they're always up there. They've won six out of the last 11 championships. You know, that's. Alabama had a dynasty this past decade, and then they could start a new dynasty, a new uh, set of dynasties in the in this upcoming decade. But everybody else, if you look at the college football national championships, Ohio State won it once, Clemson, Florida State, Auburn, and and all those teams that I mentioned. But LSU, I think they're – I think LSU has a – I think even though LSU didn't have such a good year last year, I really think LSU will be even better next season. 
Yeah. Are you still there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think Alabama will be. I mean, they're favorites to win. I mean, they're going to be the favorites to win next year again. And uh, you know, it's it sucks because you'd like to see um, more competitiveness. I, I think um, that there should be a larger playoff. I think that would give it a, a little bit more of a March Madness feel to it. I don't think that itself would solve the issue. I think that, um, you know, that there's there needs to be more changes than that. But at least it'd give the opportunity for an upset to happen. Um, so, yeah, I think it's – I mean, I would even like seeing maybe a 16-team playoff, like top 16 teams with maybe um, – I don't know, like it would be like the, the first uh, – the first like uh, six getting a buy or something like that, whatever the numbers uh, come out to, you know, and something along those lines, like could help too. And like I said, to give it more of a March madness feel where there's more potential for upsets. Yeah, absolutely. So now with that being said, let's talk about the NFL. So let's start with some breaking news from yesterday. And then let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles moving on from head coach, Doug Peterson, and what it means for Carson Wentz. So let's start with uh, let's start with our reaction to Doug Peterson being fired. What was your thoughts on the Eagles moving on from Doug Peterson? But I was also talking about it with my buddy Vince that we th- also think that Howie Roseman sh- could should be fired sooner rather than later. Is he the GM? Yeah, because Howie Roseman doesn't know how to draft receivers and corners. Yeah, I. That's interesting. Um, you know, uh, I would say this: like I, I supported Peterson in that in the game against the against football team, and I thought that like if he wants to play with his roster and put in a third stringer to see what he's got, you know, and and do whatever, like that's entirely his prerogative as a head coach and he's trying to look out for his team, do what's best for his team. Um, obviously also as a head coach though, you have to take responsibility for if your decisions, you know, implode the locker room, which they did. The locker room was pissed off about all that. And so what I would say is, um, yeah, like you have to, um, you have to like, like when he lost the the locker room, I thought that, and then the and then uh, Jeffrey Lurie came out and said, um, you know, he doesn't have faith in in Doug Peterson. It was like, oops, there goes you lost the locker room, and now you've lost the ownership. And I thought he was going to get fired at that point. Now, this is a mess, though. I mean, who comes in and tries to like? Wentz still has the contract issue. Like he has a terrible contract for a quarterback that is not performing but I think Wentz still is pretty good and like you've said before and I agree with him moving to Indy would probably be the best move for him um the question becomes like does he forfeit part of his money like could he do that to like initiate help initiate a trade does he just want out of Philly is it's not his cup of tea it's a toxic environment for him um or is it like well, this is what I heard. I heard that now that with P- if Peterson were to stay as the Eagles head coach, then Doug Peterson, then Carson Wentz would have wanted out of there. But now things have kind of taken a turn here. Now that 
now that uh, now that Peterson's fired, now you could expect Carson Wentz to stay because I think Jeffrey Lurie wants to say still wants to save Carson Wentz's career in Philly. Yeah, and I I think that could be the case. And then what happens to Jalen Hurts, who, well, by all looks of it, he looks pretty good. Um, you know, it's like, what do you do in that situation? Um, so regardless, like one of those guys, like I, I would say this, like one of those guys has to get moved. It's either Wentz or Hurts. And you can't have this two-headed monster in Philly. There's going to be resentment from one or both of them. And um, I, I, so I think you, you have to move one of them. Who knows? Hurts could end up getting like. There's a lot of teams that would, I think, like to have Jalen Hurts, and they could trade him off and stick with Wentz. But the other thing too is the fan base in Philly seems to me to have turned off of Wentz. So if you keep Wentz, the fan base and Philly has a pretty antagonistic fan base, they could get all pissed off at that too. So this is a mess, and I don't know who's going to come in to clean it up. <laughs> yeah, this is such a mess in Philly right now. But I have. I kind of believe that Carson Wentz is still going to stay. And I really think that Carson Wentz next year should, uh, I really think he can prove people wrong next year. Yeah, me too. In Philly. And I also think the Colts need to draft their long-term quarterback. And I really think if you speak, if speaking of the Colts and Frank Reich, I really, I'm high on the Colts drafting, uh, Kyle Trask, the quarterback from, uh, Florida. Yeah, me too. Don't you think? Because I, I as long as much as I'd like to see Carson Wentz reunite with Frank Reich, that's probably not going to happen. Just because I really think Jeffrey Lurie is going to find the head coach that could really teach Wentz and find his potential again. And also, if Deuce Staley's the head coach, then he can hire an offensive coordinator to work with Wentz. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. So that's probably my early favorite to be the head coach of the Eagles because Deuce Staley used to be a, a player for the Eagles, and a lot of players on the Eagles really want him as their head coach. Yeah. So now let's recap wild card weekend. So let's start with the Bills defeating the Colts. So Phillip Rivers might have played his last game in the NFL, and I told you that assuming he retires – I'm thinking the Colts should draft their quarterback of their own instead of trading for Carson Wentz, and they go with Florida quarterback Kyle Trask. Yeah. Uh, which team is this, you said? The Colts, because we, we we might have seen the last of Phillip Rivers. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think they they need someone in, in Indy. Like, uh, I mean – They're a quarterback away, but this team has – a bright and who do you think with Reich? Who do you think they should draft? Kyle Trask, quarterback from uh, Florida. Okay. Because I really think that with Andrew Luck retiring, you have to have a long-term answer. As much as I'd like to see Carson Wentz reunite with Frank Reich, I just don't see it happening at this point. Now that Peterson's out of Philadelphia. Now I, I could see Lurie finding somebody to kind of save Wentz's career. Yeah, could be. So that's why I think Kyle Trask is going to be a uh, a Colt because I think the Colts need a long-term answer at quarterback, uh -huh. and they have to find one in the draft instead of trading for one. I agree. 
So your thoughts on that game was the Colts, and you think Phillip Rivers might retire. And for the Bills, this team looks hungry. And Josh Allen is hungrier. Yeah, you know, it's I'll say this. So we're talking about the Bills-Colts game, right? Yeah, so – Start with the Colts first and think if Philip, if you've seen the last of Philip. Yes, uh, yeah, I think this is it. He seemed in his press conference like he was. This is probably it for him. Um, I'll say this: like, uh, I think it's. It'd be the only way would be if, if they brought him in if to another team, to help mentor a younger guy. Right. Um, I'm trying to think. I think he's I think he's done just by the looks of it because he has nine kids. He wants to spend time yeah. with them. But I think that but Frank Reich wants Rivers back, but I just don't see it happening. And I really think now that with the Colts with Andrew Luck retiring and all that, I want to see Frank Reich room in his own quarterback. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, I, I think I think that uh Rivers is he's gonna retire and um and that's that. Yeah, and also Anthony Costanzo might retire, but I would like to see him back the next year because I think the Colts are still one of the best offensive lines in football. So assuming if Kyle Trask comes in to the Colts, he's in a good in a good spot in Indy. Yeah, that's that's interesting too because when I was watching that Bills uh, Colts game, you know, I was with, I was thinking, oh, the Bills are going to blow them out because the Bills have been playing so well against all these other teams and. It was close. They only won by three points, 27-24. And two things stood out. One is they could not get a pass rush on Phillip Rivers. And Phillip Rivers didn't look bad in that game. He looked like an average, you know, quarterback. Um, But it goes to show, like, the Colts' offensive line is really good. And, you know, when the the Bills – so the Bills' inability to get a pass rush is more a result of the Colts' offensive line being – maybe the best in the, in the league or right up there. Um, and then the other thing that worried me about the bills though, was they couldn't run the ball very well. I think Josh Allen actually led the team in rushes. Um, oh yeah. He had a great game. Yeah. And that worries me more because, um, you know, they need to, they can't, quite rely completely on Josh Allen. Like he's just not as experienced enough or good enough. And, um, you know, no, no team can really do that. Like the Packers have tried relying on Rogers consistently and even he can't, you know, get him to a super bowl, um, you know, with that. So like you need, you need to have at least a threat from the running game and you can't just have, you know, nothing happening like it did against Indianapolis. So uh, it's something to watch going forward in next week's game uh, when they um, when they host uh, Baltimore. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is going to – we'll talk about that game in just a minute, but let's talk about next. We're staying in the AFC. The Ravens, this was a shocker. They beat the Titans 20-13. to So, start with the Titans here. I mean – I don't. I haven't seen this team regressed for the Titans. I thought that they were in for another deep playoff run. I just felt like that their defense was bad, and also bad calls really costed the Tennessee Titans this game. Yeah, I, I felt they were one dimensional. I thought that, um, I, I thought that 
And the thing is, what they did, what the Ravens were able to do is they bottled up Derrick Henry. Didn't he only have like 45 yards rushing or something? Yeah, I mean, look, if you bottle up Derrick Henry, then you're gonna then the opposing team wins the right, football yeah, game. Right? Yeah, Tannehill is not good enough. Like, to, I mean, it just that's that, and he made a bad decision late in the in the fourth quarter. It was an interception he threw. You know, I said, well, okay, you know, that's um, you know, that's that, and um, you know, they're they're just Derrick Henry is a gem, and he's fantastic. He is. I like watching him play, but they need to be more dynamic on offense. Um, I think so. I think the Titans are going to build this offense around Tannehill, Henry, and AJ Brown. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, even if Tennessee got knocked out early, I still think they're going to be competitive next year, and I still think Tennessee is still the favorites to win the AFC. One of the favorites to win the AFC South next yeah, year. Yeah. Um, I think so too. That uh, AFC South—that's going to be an interesting division for sure. Um, depends. Yeah, you're going to get Trevor Lawrence in next year in Jacksonville, and then you get Kyle Trask in Indianapolis, and then uh, and then you still have Deshaun Watson most likely with with Ryan. I'll say Bennett. this though: with, you, with the Texans, something is wrong with that team right now. Um, I mean, it started with JJ Watt coming out against Bill O'Brien and just, you know, when he, he called him out for losing the locker room and everything, but it turns out it wasn't just Bill O'Brien, like McNair, the owner, he didn't even consult with Deshaun Watson about hiring the GM. Um, and apparently they haven't interviewed Eric Bieniemy, which Watson off oh about. It's like, what's going on with that? Or actually, Here's a, here's some some positive news in Houston. The thing is, uh, you know Tim Kelly, the Texans' offensive coordinator. Deshaun Watson loves Tim Kelly, and if the, if they choose him as the head coach, then I think Deshaun Watson will be so yeah. happy. Because I'm telling you, Tim Kelly and Deshaun Watson have a good relationship. Yeah, but, yeah, that's true. But maybe you know, it seems like there's a lot of bridges being burned, and and with in the Texans organization right now. And, you know, I, I just don't know what's going on down there. Like it's, that's a, that's another, like the Texans and the Eagles. Um, like those are two franchises that who knows what's going on. Honestly, it's, it looks bad from the inside. There's a lot of stuff leaking and a lot of commotion. Yeah, you're right. But I mean, I think I still think I still think this AFC South will come down to the Colts or the yeah Titans. oh yeah and then the Jags with Trevor Lawrence that's gonna take some time but I think that the Jags rebuild won't take that much longer yeah um, I mean it, it'll depend who they hire as head coach I think that and right now it looks like it'll be Urban Meyer but you know they they haven't really they, he hasn't confirmed it no one's confirmed it so. No, because Shad Khan is taking his time and wants to be very thorough with that search. But, well, there's more news to talk about the coaching church in a minute and also breaking news out of Las Vegas in just a minute. But also, let's get your thoughts on the Browns and Steelers game. So we talked about this earlier. I feel like that it's time for Sam Darnold to go to Pittsburgh. Ben Roethlisberger should retire now. Yeah. Um, I think that uh... – 
it's time for, for him to retire. Yeah. If he plays another year, then I am not picking the Steelers to win the N- the AFC North heading into next season. Yeah. Simple as that. They weren't my pick to win the division to begin the season after all. Yep. I picked Baltimore before the season, but Pittsburgh just proved me wrong. But, I, I mean, I wouldn't rule out Baltimore winning that division again just because I think Lamar Jackson – had a great game against Tennessee. And I, I mean, I give him a lot of credit for getting his first playoff win. It took him two attempts yeah. to do that. And I really think his growth is starting to show. Yep. Yeah. Lamar, Lamar is but I, fantastic. But I really think. Baker Ooh, is better I, than him. I'm not there yet. I think, I think Lamar is, is better. That's a, uh, you know, that's just great. In one division, you have Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Baker's made improvements. Yeah, that's oof. And Ben Roethlisberger is now the worst quarterback in yeah. that division. So I think that uh, with Cleveland, with Cleveland beating Pittsburgh, that was a statement win right there. Oh, yeah, for sure. First playoff win since, what, 19... 19- since 1994, when Bill Belichick was the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, crazy. Browns. And, uh, you know, it's – they're playing at Kansas City. That's – I'll say this. It's an interesting game because people are disrespecting the Browns. Aren't they, like, 10-point underdogs? And Kansas City has not been covering the spread at all this season. And, um, and in addition, uh, you know, Cleveland has – I mean, they punched Pittsburgh pretty hard. They came out and had a complete game. And Kansas City's had two weeks off. Uh, They could be a bit rusty. Uh, I'll be interested in this game. This is going to be a close one. It is going to be. I think think we're going to talk about those picks in just a minute. But uh, Cleveland made a statement win. But we have a lot to talk about on the NFC side. So – so in the NFC side, my gosh, who would have thought the Rams would come into Seattle and beat the Seahawks? But I was thinking that, oh, it's Russell Wilson. You're not going to – it's not a guarantee to beat the Seahawks just because Russell Wilson can cook when all these comeback wins. But the Rams' defense f- fell through, and they they hung in there. But I was like – the Rams' defense is going to be the reason why they beat the Seahawks. But the offense needs to put a lot of more points on the board here. Yeah, I, I'll i say this. I was not surprised the Rams going up to Seattle and winning. I actually had them as an upset uh, pick with, uh, with with some people where I was, uh, I was saying that you have a team here that – I mean, the Rams have just an excellent defense. And – Seattle had been playing very poorly on offense the last month. Uh, if you looked at Russell Wilson's numbers and the offense in general, it was bad. DK Metcalf, he hadn't had a, a catch for over 20 yards in a month. I mean, they had no big play threat going into that game. And the Rams, they, they went in there and punched them in the mouth too. They, you know, the thing with the Rams, which limit them is their quarterback situation. Um, Goff is already like, 
underperforming. And now he has the thumb injury, which maybe it's healed, maybe it's not. Uh, you have Wolford, who had the concussion at the end of last game. There's just there's too many question marks around the most important position on the field, and they need to um, they need to. It's going to be a tough sledding for them to go into Green Bay uh, and pull off this win. Yeah, you're right. I, I just don't think the Rams can beat the Packers in Green Bay because playing in Green Bay is hard, and also playing against Aaron Rodgers yeah. is hard. So, I mean, for the Seahawks, what I think they need is I think they need to improve on their run defense in the offseason and also their offensive line, too, just because you don't want Russell Wilson to be running around for his yeah, life. Yeah, their offensive line has problems. That and That could be the reason that they don't have a deep threat, you know, that they can't set up long plays like that. Their offensive line has not been doing it. So they need to improve that offensive line in the offseason. But they have Metcalf as a good deep threat, but they just need an offensive line for for us for more time to get for Russell Wilson to throw right, the football. Yeah. So now with that being now that being said, let's talk about the uh Buccaneers defeating the Washington football team. So it was a Cinderella story for Taylor Heineke, but Brady and the Bucks were able to hang on. They and did, survive. and uh, you had the um, you had a, a pretty good football team defense. I mean, that's typically a typical Ron Rivera um, coach team. There, really good defense. Um, I mean, they once again they they're kind of like the Rams, where they they had a quarterback situation, not nearly as bad as the Rams do, and their defense isn't as good as the Rams, which means they weren't going to pull off an upset. Um, but Rivera's done a really nice job coaching. And uh, but I'll show you, like I'll say this: Brady and the and uh, the Buccaneers, they are they're kind of they're firing on all cylinders right now, and. I like them in this matchup against the Saints. I feel that the Saints are, are once again, late in the year, they're becoming sluggish on offense uh, in some ways. I think that Breeze is tired, um, and I think Brady's going to have an advantage over him. And as they say, it's very tough to beat a team in the NFL three times in one season. And, and they're going into Absolutely. New Orleans. Absolutely. They've seen this team twice. They know them very well. Um, I think that uh, and you have Tampa Bay, which they had, they had a lot of new parts at the beginning of the season and no preseason, so it took a while for them to um, get humming along. But I feel they've, they've gotten to that point. And so um, I like Tampa Bay in that game. Yeah, we'll talk about those game picks in just a minute here. So – I do like Tampa Bay in that game, too. But also, another game to talk about is the Saints defeating the Bears. So, here is – you think that the Saints look sluggish offensively, but the Bears' defense looks very good. But it's the quarterback that's giving the Bears Yeah, problems. it's – I mean, Trubisky, you saw him against – when he played against really bad teams like the Jaguars, uh, the Lions, um, that – you know, he looked uh, the Bears or the, the uh, Texans. I mean, um, he looked pretty good. 
But he went up against the Saints defense, which is much better. And he looked bad. He looked like a pumpkin out there. And it just, he's not, to me, he's not the future of that franchise. And they have to move off him. Yet, yet another NFL team that probably needs a new quarterback. Absolutely. Yeah, and just like you said, they're, they're kind of, they're just a quarterback away from being pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you can't rely right. on that defense all the time. So, I think the Saints, they could lose to the Buccaneers, like you said, but let's let's see what happens. But we have breaking news to talk about in Las Vegas. The, the Las Vegas Raiders have fired, have hired, I beg your pardon, Gus Bradley to be their defensive coordinator. What do you think this well, means for the Raiders? Um... I like the hire. I like Gus Bradley as a defensive coordinator. They they needed obviously. I mean, they fired um, yeah, and Rod Marinelli, oh, gonna, and we're going to keep him in there. So um, they needed a fresh blood. And the other thing is, as you know, it's a lot. It's it's a divisional move for Bradley. So he's familiar with the Chargers, right? So he kind of brings that insider knowledge with at least the chargers, but because he's been coaching the last four years, also against Mahomes and also against the Broncos, but in, in really against Mahomes, like um, he's familiar with all those teams. So I like this hire and I think that uh, it's good for the Raiders for sure. It is great for the Raiders. I mean, Gus Bradley brings in a dimension that I think, what NFL fans are, what Raider fans are going to see. Gus Bradley brings toughness, aggressiveness to the Raiders as a, as a defensive coordinator. I thought he, I, I really think he had, he had it, what it takes to be an NFL head coach, especially when he had an opportunity to be with Jacksonville, but obviously that did not work out. It was not his fault. I think he was just given a yeah, bad roster. Let's face it. The Jaguars are, it's a bad job. It's they're, they're, they've never really been a winning franchise and, you know, it's just not good, too. So it's tough to succeed there. Are you? Did you agree with me that it, it was not Bradley's fault for when he coached the Jags about why uh, the Jags I mean, were so maybe bad? It's partly his fault, but yeah, I mean, I, I think he's, I think he's a great defensive coordinator. He's one of those guys that's a really good coordinator. Yeah, I mean, you're you're absolutely right about that, but. I really think Gus Bradley and John yeah, I think are so too. work well together. And also, I mean, the offense was not really the issue. I think you got to just build around that defense, and then you're good to go. I mean, right. Derek Carr is not the problem. Yeah, I like Derek. But Gruden doesn't really like so him so much, so we'll see what happens. I think, I think, I think mm-hmm. Derek Carr will be even better next year. So let's talk about some divisional round picks. So let's start in the AFC. So I have the Bills beating the Ravens in the uh, divisional round, and they're going to be one of the teams that moves on to the uh, AFC championship. Yeah, that's a, that could be a good pick. Um, I think that the Bills, um, they have a pretty complete team out there. Allen is fantastic. Um, I'm not sure where I want to go with this one yet. It's – I'll say this, like, at the, beginning of, at the beginning of the season, I thought the Ravens could be 
the Super Bowl champions. I, I, I was just thinking that I think they are, are going to make a run. And, you know, they, they start off the season slow, but they've been on fire since. And uh, if you're the Bills, like, you were really hoping to face the uh, uh, the Steelers, I think, this week. <laughs> you're hoping they could eke out a win against the Browns and because the Steelers looked completely like frauds. Um, whereas the Ravens coming into town is going to be a very different beast with Lamar Jackson, and there could be some momentum building with the Ravens. Um, what is the uh, what is the betting line on this one? It's I'm going to look it up really quickly here. I'm just curious who they who the favorite is. Um, oh, come on, it's giving me last week's games. Let's do okay. Divisional round. Uh, Buffalo favored by two. Um, yeah, that's close. Um, that's me close. I'm tempted to pick an upset now. I'm tempted to go with the Ravens. I still think – I still want to see Buffalo just because I like Allen and what they've been doing. I'm actually – they're, 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 so you're – so my pick – so your pick is Baltimore going to the AFC. Yeah. You know, game moving off Buffalo. Buffalo a little bit. I think that they could be their lack of a run game last week was a bit concerning. And, um, but it, this is going to be a, an awesome game to watch on NBC. Is this going to be Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels calling? Yeah. It? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's only yes. one NBC game. There's yeah. Two I think CBS so. Games though. Or excuse me, two Fox. Fox games. Yeah, there's two, there's two Fox games and one CVS game for the divisional round. So, uh, so I have the I have the Bills beating the Ravens. But also, let's talk about who's going to win between the Chiefs and the Browns. I think the Chiefs will win by a field goal, but I think the Chiefs are the better yeah, team. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, you know, it's there's like all. I would say like with all with three of these four games, they're they're confusing. Like these are. These are going to be tight games. Like New Orleans is favored by three. The Ravens are, or the Buffalo is favored by two. The Chiefs are favored by 10, but I, I think that's way too high of a spread. So, yeah, I think, um, I think I'll go with Kansas City because I respect them as a, the champions and things like that. It does feel like the Browns are kind of, at the end of their playoff run here. Um, and after beating Pittsburgh, they won't have to, they won't know how to handle their success. That could happen. Um, but I'm interested in that game for sure. That's uh, yeah, Nansen Romo on the call. That'll be a uh, CBS at noon on Sunday. Yeah, that's going to be a great game. And uh, I really think the Chiefs will win, but I think that's going to be a, a very, very yeah. close game. It's not going to be a blowout, in my opinion. I think it's going to be a close, highly contested game. A lot of offense, but I think the Chiefs will survive. And they will. And my pick for the AFC Championship game next week, I want to see Mahomes versus Josh Allen in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, I think game. that would be great. I think – you know, in the AFC, look at these four. Look how young these quarterbacks are. Like Mahomes, Baker, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Like, I don't think any one of these guys is older than 25 years old. And 
like I'm happy with any one of the like that's the AFC is it's gonna be exciting. I I'm, I mean whether it's Jackson or Allen or Baker or Mahomes, that is gonna be awesome. Which is completely opposite of the NFC games where you have like two forty over two quarterbacks over forty years old in in Buccaneers Saints, and then you have Rodgers who's what thirty seven or thirty six or thirty eight or something like that, probably like thirty six um, against. Rams, who knows what's going to happen with the quarterback there with the Rams, right? Um, so it's like your quarterback matchups, AFC, man, that's where the talent is, you know. But, of course, with with Brady and Breeze, you know, that's going to be pretty legendary. And Brady is still playing really, really well. Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right about that. So, uh, so, so – so you pick uh, so so who's your AFC champion? Yeah, I'll to go with uh, Chiefs Ravens. I'll go with the upset there. Ravens winning in Buffalo. Oh, okay, and then you think Kansas City will move on to you know, the Super Bowl I, if they play ball? Tomorrow. I'm going to actually say the Ravens. I'm going to say know, that if I mean I still want to watch these home. games that I have, but I would say Ravens over Chiefs. That could happen, but Mahomes actually has yeah, Lamar Jackson. I like – like, and if Buffalo wins, I like him to beat Kansas City too. I, I think I think your Super Bowl champion is going to come out of the Ravens-Bills game. Probably not. I think Kansas City – I, I still want to see Green Bay and Kansas City in the Super Bowl, though. I'm surprised Green Bay is only favored by six and a half. Wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I think – all four of those, I I'll say this, all so four of those AFC teams are really exciting. I mean, the Browns are the weakest of the four, but if it's Ravens, Bills, or Chiefs, that, that'll be a great Super Bowl. I think all three of those teams are really good. I, I still think – Yeah, whereas for me, I think from the NFC, I'm going with Packers and Buccaneers in the NFC Championship. That's kind of at the same time. I'm with you on that. I have that as my NFC championship game pick. So I have the Packers uh-huh. beating the Rams by like three points. And then the Bucks. I have them beating the Saints by field goal too. Cause I really think that I, I want to see another stunner in, in the dome because there's been a lot of heartbreak and I think Tampa Bay can break Saints yeah, fans so heart too. yet again. So my, my, Conference championship game projections minus Chiefs, Bills, and Bucks and Packers, and then we'll okay. talk about who's going to win those games next week. So, uh, so now that being said, we have news and other news in football to talk about is that Anthony Costanzo just announced his retirement. As is, it's not a shocker there. I think the Colts need to draft the left tackle, and then Devontae Freeman signed with the Bills following the Zach Moss injury. And also, Robert Sala, your boy, who I think is a can- a prime candidate to be the head coach of the Detroit Lions, is getting a second interview with the Jets. So what is this? What do you think about Robert Sala's chances as a head coach? Now, do you think he coaches the Jets? Or do you think he coaches we'll your hometown? We'll see. Like, everyone's kind of moving Lions. slowly here. They're having no – none of these vacancies have been filled yet. And uh, – 
They just want to take their time. Yeah, but they got to jump on it or else their leading candidate could get hired by somebody else. So, um, so yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I I think Salah would, I think he could coach either the Jets or the Lions. I think he'd be fine. Um, I actually think that the Lions, like, I think Robert Salah is a very good coordinator and a very good motivator. Um, I, I just don't know if, he should walk into the Lions organization where they just, you know, they just ended up firing a defensive guy. So, but people seem to like him. Yeah, absolutely. But also my question for you is, I don't think Deshaun Watson's, if Deshaun Watson were to be traded, I picked the 49ers. I don't see him being traded to the Patriots or the Dolphins. Cause I think the Dolphins are going to, get loaded offensively with Tua. I think the Patriots want their next Tom Brady, and I think the 49ers want to move off of Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, they do. They want to move off Garoppolo. Yeah, that's for sure. So is that your pick to uh, for Watson to get traded to if he were to be traded to this uh, season? You know, I don't I don't know. I still, like, it's interesting that they keep on throwing the, the Patriots and the Dolphins out there. Like, I, I think he won't go to the Dolphins. They fired Chan Gailey. Their offensive coordinator, and that's kind of who they want their fall guy to be. So it's like, okay, um, I think they'll stick with Tua. Um, but it'd be interesting to see if he goes to the Patriots. But um, Watson, though, like I think he might. I, I think a fit, he could definitely fit in with the 49ers. Absolutely, he would fit in, fit in well with the 49ers. I also want to think, say here that. I think the Dolphins are going to draft Devontae Smith with the third pick. That's the pick from the Texans. And then I think that the Dolphins will get Najee Harris with yeah. the 18th pick in the draft. And then you get an Alabama yeah. reunion on offense. Yeah, that's Would a you agree with that? But I just don't see the Dolphins trading to it. Now that the Dolphins moved on from Chad Gailey, I really think Brian Flores will hire an offensive coordinator that will okay. work with Tua Tagovailoa. Don't you think? Because I choose the 49ers for Watson, but I kind of my gut tells me that he's going to stay in Houston and that I think he will make things yeah. work in Houston, whoever yeah. the new head coach is. I just don't think anybody should trade for Watson at this point. I mean, Cal McNair, I think I'm confident that Cal McNair will really, will really talk to Watson about this. Yep. So, with that being said now, let's talk about uh, – Let's talk about uh, let's talk about the Lakers. So the Lakers beat the Rockets last night. I mean Sunday night. I mean, but they are playing tonight, looking to sweep the Rockets in this two-game series. But also, Markeith Morris got fined for shoving yeah. his cousins. His his replacement. He shoved his replacement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I saw that. Uh, you yeah. That game? Yeah, you shouldn't be shoving players, though. That's not good. Yeah, and then he got fined, too. So the Lakers are looking really good, but there's been a lot of, like, whatchamacallit, a lot of COVID cancellations going on. But I think the NBA is going to uh-huh. push through this. Yep. Yeah, I mean. So don't you think? You know, it's going to be a lot like college football or baseball well maybe more like college football or college basketball where there's just going to be 
some games are canceled. I mean, you're playing 82 games. 72, sorry. 72. You, you don't need them all. You can afford to cancel some of them if need be. You know, it's not like the NFL where you cancel a game or two and all, and it becomes possible. You can always reschedule some games. Yeah, too, for sure. Yeah. So that's why I'm thinking that the, the NBA will push through them, but also the Lakers are looking to uh, sweep this Rockets team, and then tomorrow they take on the Oklahoma City Thunder. So you think this is an easy two-game sweep for the – do you think the Lakers will win these back-to-backs easily against the Rockets uh, and the Thunder? Yeah, I think that – I think they will. What about you? I think so, too, but I think the Lakers, the game I'm looking forward to this week is when they play the Pelicans. Yeah, I, think, I mean, the, uh, the Rockets just are in disarray. Like, all of the Houston franchises are in disarray. Like, the Rockets, like, they don't know what – I don't know what's going on there either. Like, bad hard, the Harden situation, Westbrook is out. Um, Astros, they're cheating. There's more cheating rumors that came out with Garrett Cole. Like, you know, just it's uh, – I don't know what's going on with that city. <laughs> I don't know. It it's is, a yep. sorry city right now. I mean, Houston is now three and five, but you don't want to underestimate James Harden just because I really think the Rockets could still make a, a yeah, little push. Yeah. Don't you think? I think you got to give it to James Harden, you know, to carry the team a little bit. And also, let's, I mean, the Clippers. Like, look at the West standing. So, the Suns and Clippers are both 7-4, and four, but I kind of think Phoenix is pretty much the better team and that the better team out of the two uh-huh. in the top three, you know? So, don't sleep on Denver, Utah, like I say many times, and also Portland, yeah. too. So, anyways, uh, let's also talk about Martin Luther. Let's also talk about the uh, – uh, the Kyrie situation. So do you support Kyrie Irving not playing in these Brooklyn games because of the, what's going on in the Capitol? Um, you know, like, yeah, they've, uh, I, Kyrie is, I support the action in principle, but he sometimes goes about it in a way that's like, I'm just unilaterally making a decision. I'm not really talking with my team, the organization about it. That's just how it comes off to me. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, so, you know, I think that I, I, I just think that I support it, but I think it could be, he could do a better job, uh, communicating things, you know, to others. Absolutely. And also we have news out of Dallas. You get to potentially see the season debut of Chris Stops Porzingis. So the Mavs are off to a kind of a slow start. And they were supposed to play the Pelicans yesterday. So, whenever the Mavs play their next game, do you think Chris Stapps Porzingis uh, will play? Yes, I think that he will. I think so. I mean, uh, when Porzingis comes back, this Mavericks yeah. team is going to be scary. So, also, also that being said, Jason Tatum's out because he tested positive for the virus. So, you think it affects the Celtics too much, or do you think they're fine without him for uh, at least a week? You said who tested positive? 
Oh, that'll Tatum, hurt him. Jason yeah, he's a good player. Tatum. That's going to hurt him. Yeah, so, so let's talk about your hometown Pistons. So what are their problems this year? I mean, why are they like the top? Why have they been such a disappointment? Dwayne Casey's a good coach, but also it's not really his fault. What? Why are the Pistons Yeah, I mean, they're just right – I saw something where even though they have a two and eight record, um, they're actually like by some metrics very competitive in those games. So maybe if they're just not closing the games out, which could be, you know, that, that could be what a, um, that, that could be what like a, uh, uh, a young team has problems with, right. Closing out games. So, um, so yeah, I, I just think that, um, you know, he, I just think that uh, there's there they they have like a young roster with very good young roster, but they just need time to grow. I mean, Blake Griffin, I think he's been a good player for them, but he might want out. But I do think when he comes back from injury, Killian Hayes, I think, yeah, be a star on this. Yeah, team. I think he will be. He got injured with the hip thing though, which. Yeah, yeah he's, out sucks. For, he's out for a while. Um, you don't want an injury-prone star like that. Um, but, yeah, so we'll see. Um, I mean, I think that they'll um, – I think they'll keep on improving. Yeah, but no, I, I just think Detroit right now is just uh, – they're off to a slow start. They're, they're in, them in Toronto have yeah, been very disappointing. Yeah, and then, like, Blake Griffin and Derek Rose are older guys, you know, now, and – they're not the same player and, and Blake Griffin has a bad contract, but they need some of that veteran leadership on the team to show the young guys how to play. Um, so. Yes. And also Toronto, you don't want to sleep on them. They're a well-coached team, but I was kind of predicting the Cleveland Cavaliers would be the worst team in the NBA oh, yeah. again with Chicago. And look at them right now. They're five and six. I was predicting Cleveland would start off 0-12 and, and get uh -huh. a lottery pick again. So and get yeah. the number one pick in the draft. And look at them. They're five and six. And Brooklyn kind of fell off a little bit. But do you think Brooklyn will uh, get back on track though? If you look at the East standings, because I think Brooklyn is still a top. Yeah, team I in think the so. East. I think that they're going to get back on track. Um. So I, I mean, they, they're having a little bit of growing pangs, probably getting the team glued together, but not Steve Nash's fault though, because Kyrie and yeah, Gilles yeah, no, Steve they have Nash nothing but their things head coach. to say about him. Yeah, Steve Nash has been a great coach, but also Washington—they're good. They have the roster, but they're better than a three and eight team yeah. because of the roster that they have. So what do you so do you think they've been a big disappointment with the loaded roster that they have with yeah. Westbrook and Bale? But I think who is hanging in uh -huh. there is San Antonio. They could start out one and five and they can overcome that. Oh yeah. And not be counted out. Because Greg Popovich uh, makes sure that the Spurs are in playoff contention every year. Do you think the Spurs make it back to the playoffs? With the way they've been playing? Uh, probably not. Probably not. But. Yeah, I think Denver, by, I think by the end of the year, I think Denver's yeah. going to be in the top three in the West. 
because they've been playing a lot better. And I think Philadelphia has been playing very good basketball. So my question for you is, do you think Ben Simmons will improve uh, on his shooting? That's been the big question, hasn't it? I, I think I think he can, but I think he's going to have a ceiling on how much better he can get. Yeah, that's going to be uh, – going to be – that's going to be uh, something to talk about here. But let's talk about some MLK games. There's there's a lot of good MLK games coming up. So let's start with the Lakers taking on the Warriors. So without Clay Thompson and with a healthy Anthony Davis and LeBron James, who do you want to win in the MLK game um, next? I would like to see LeBron James. You want to see LeBron James and the uh, Lakers beat the uh, what you gonna call this? Beat the Warriors next week. Yeah, I do. MLK Day next week. Yeah, I mean, I'm also give me a second here. I'm looking at the 2021 NBA MLK schedule. So uh, let's take a look here. I'm looking at the TNT slate. So the Suns take on the Grizzlies on MLK Day. As well. So, who do you like in that game? I'm picking the Phoenix Suns to beat Ja Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies, but psych, yeah. Ja Morant is out. He's still injured, right? Yeah, yeah that's for a sure. Good blow to Memphis right there. Who do you like in the Memphis I like Phoenix. Phoenix game on MLK Day? Yeah, I mean, Phoenix, they're so much better with uh, Chris Paul and. Uh, yeah, and, uh, Devin Booker in the same team. It shows you that they have. Yep, props. I agree. I'm talking about the TNT matchup. So you picked the Lakers to beat the Golden State Warriors. I do too. So I'm telling you, the Warriors are not counted out with Curry, but you don't think they're going to be in the top three uh-huh. in the West without Clay Thompson. So that, are you saying that's a different equation with the? Uh, with the uh, what you call this, the, uh, uh, the yes, Warriors. Yep. Now let's. We have a lot of baseball hot stove rumors to talk about here. Let's talk about that next. So, give me your thoughts on Carlos Carrasco and Francisco Lindor being getting traded to the New York Mets. So, I'm gonna start with. Let's start with Lindor. What do you I think, think that, he brings to the Mets? Uh, I. I mean, I think he'll, he's going to help the team out. I still don't think they're better than the other teams in that division, though. Are you saying that the Mets are not better than Atlanta? In, yeah, or, Philadelphia or Washington. Division, or Miami? I think they're better than Miami, but, yeah, the other four, no. Yeah, so do you think the Mets are going to be a second-place team in the NL East with Lindor? Or do you think they need to go out there and make one more move and – potentially add George yeah, they need to make another move if they want to finish will. better than third. Yeah, so do you think the Mets have enough to challenge the Braves? Uh, not right now, they don't. In no. the NL East. Or do you think, my question for you is, do you think the Mets are going to get out uh, George Bernard? You know, I haven't been following it that closely, so I don't know. What do you think? I would like to see that. I think the Mets should go for it just because Steve Cohen wants to build a winner in New York and wants to challenge uh-huh. the the big brother Yankees. 
And uh, that's what I think. But also there's another question. So with Lindor, do you think the Mets are going to still finish third or second behind uh, Washington yeah. or Philadelphia? Yeah. I, Even I, that I they have Lindor? They well, the thing is, they're not going to get Syndergaard back by June. So when they get Syndergaard back, do you think the Mets rotation yeah, I think is so. going to be in good hands, though? So that's the question that I think that we're still uh, that we're still interested in right now. But also, there's a lot of uh, DJ LeMahieu rumors heating up. So the Red Sox, I still pick the Red Sox will land LeMahieu, but the Dodgers are still in the mix. But I think LeMahieu's impatient with the Yankees. So do you think LeMahieu will will sign with the Red Sox um, now? Yeah, I think so. I don't think the Dodgers will get him just because I think the Dodgers will uh, sign. Uh, they'll still yeah, keep they will. Justin Turner, don't you think? So you're saying the Dodgers keep Justin Turner, and then they just uh, – I think the Dodgers will keep Justin Turner, and then they just kept Blake Trinan. I think they're, the Dodgers' bullpen uh-huh. is still going to be in good hands, though. So, also, here's a question for you. Don't you think Marcelo Zuna is still in the Braves' uh, plans? Yes, I think so. Yeah, you still start you still start him uh, in left field, and then you have uh, Austin Riley start at third. So I really think the Braves should uh-huh. still keep Marcelo Zuna. And then we also had some free agent news to talk about. Liam Hendricks signed a three-year contract with the Chicago White Sox. Man, don't you think the White Sox have a good bullpen now with Hendricks and their team is pretty yeah, much complete? Yeah, I... They, they've made some big improvements for sure. How do you think this White Sox team with the roster that they have will do un, under Tony La Russa in his first season managing the team? And he's coming into the White Sox with, with yeah, tons of I experience. Think so. I think they'll be better this year than they were last year. Absolutely. I mean, was it the right, wasn't, it, wasn't it the right move for the White Sox to move yeah. on from Rick Renneria? I like Rick Renneria as a bench coach, but I think Tony La Russa brings experience, professionalism to the White Sox, and I think he can relate to these younger guys and teach uh-huh. them the game of baseball the right way. Like Moncada, Anderson, Jimenez, Luis Robert. And also they got Adam Eaton back, so I think Adam Eaton, I think having him back will really, really help yeah, the Chicago White Sox out. But do you still have them winning? Do you still have them as your early pick to win the American League Central, or do you still uh, like Minnesota as the better team? I still like. Uh, I still like. You know, I'm gonna. This is a tough one. I'm gonna go with Chicago. What they're doing this offseason is 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 actually really good. But also, the Nationals got a big time hitter in Kyle Schwarber. And what do you think this means for the White Sox for the Nationals? Do you think he adds a different dimension in that lineup? Yeah, the I think Nationals so. With Josh Bell. The thing with Schwarber is I don't think he starts in left field. I think he starts in right field. And I think he's going to – he's a game-changing uh-huh. hitter if you look at Kyle Schwarber. Even though that he can strike out a lot, which I think he needs to cut down on the strikeouts, I think Kyle Schwarber 
is going to – I think Kyle Schwarber is going to be a – whatchamacallit, this? a game-changing hitter. But I saw in the Washington De- Nationals Jeff chart yeah. that they moved Juan Soto to right field. Do you yep. think that you can see that? So, basically, they moved Juan Soto to right field. And I think uh, Kyle Schwarber right. is going to play some left field now. So, also – Let's talk about some sad news. So the Dodgers suffered – they suffered a, a big loss to their family. And Tommy Lasorda passed away late Thursday night with uh, with cardiac arrest. And this is such a big blow to the Dodgers family. But do you think with Tommy Lasorda's passing, do you think the Dodgers are going to play hard and win another yeah. world championship for him? I think they – I think they're favorites to win – to repeat so in 2021. Absolutely. And also, you think the Dodgers are going to keep turning. Do you think they also will sign Brad uh, Hand? I don't know about much about him. What do you think? Brad Hand was a closer for the Cleveland Indians. I think he, he knows this division well, and I really think that Brad Hand will uh, would add a good – he would be very yeah, good okay. for the yeah. uh, Dodgers bullpen. Because they need help there with Jensen probably not being closer anymore. And let's still talk about some remaining free agents that are still on the market. Let's start with Trevor Bauer. Do you see him ending up not – you don't think the Dodgers need starting pitching help. Do you think he goes to the Angels because the Angels Yeah, I think so. Like, they need, they need some help. acquisitions in the, in the rotation, you know. So, I guess – I. If I were the Angels, I'd be going all in on Trevor Bauer. Absolutely. I mean, the Dodgers seem to be interested in him, but I just don't think the Dodgers need another rotation piece just because the Padres upgraded their rotation with Snell and Darvish. I really think what the Angels did, they got Rossiel Iglesias from the Reds to be their closer. He's a great pick trade acquisition for them. They also – Need to get another starter in Trevor Bauer. I think him and Dylan Bundy, I think, will be very good one-two combo in that rotation. And also, uh-huh. they need a second baseman, too. So, do you think the Angels they get could. Be Hernandez from the Dodgers? Do you think if he's an Angel, do you think he starts at second base? Probably or do you David think that's Fletcher's David job Fletcher's to lose, job to but lose? I don't know. They could platoon it a little bit. They could mix it up. But also, Mike, here's an Angels question for you. Do you think Shohei Otani should pitch and hit? Uh, yeah, I think he hitting? has to make a decision here. And um, he seems like he might have to just stick to hitting. But it's been a cool experiment with him. Why uh, do you think he, he gets, should stick to hitting? I think he's too injury-prone if he's out there throwing too much. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But as a hitter, yeah, he, is, sure. he is a phenom at hitting. He is like – he's so exciting to watch as a yeah. hitter. But as a pitcher, you can get nervous. So, I think – I really think Joe Madden's the right fit for the Angels. But I think that the Angels could need a lot of pitching. I think they got off to a good start in getting Iglesias, though, to be their closer. Yep. So let's talk about where JT Real Muto will go. Do you think he stays in Philadelphia or do you think he uh, goes to the Uh, Angels? I think 
I think he stays they, in Philadelphia. There's a there, both teams need catchers. And uh, why do you think he stays in Philly? I think that um, I think he just has a future in Philly, and, and they're looking to compete, so they'll, they'll keep him. Let's talk about James Paxton now. So, I would like to see the Yankees keep him, but I think the Angels would like to use a left-handed starter. And I think James Paxton should go to yeah. the Angels. They need starting pitching help badly. And he would be a great fit for the Angels and also get to play the team that he knows pretty well, pretty much all yep. a lot, in the Seattle Mariners. So, I predict James Paxton will be an Angel yeah, with but- Bauer. And then yep. you have your rotation set in Anaheim. Because I want to see Moreno get some guys uh-huh. like that and not go all out on hitting. Because he did that the, he did that all last year with Rendon, and I'm like, you need pitching, man. Because the game has changed in recent years in baseball. It's about pitching yep. that wins you World Series. Let's talk about Tanaka now. Don't you see Tanaka playing back and going back to Japan and playing there? Or do you think he's going to stay in New York, in New York with he, the Yankees? He contributes too much for them, yeah. What about Nelson Cruz, the the man that is in his mid-40s that could still hit? I think he's yes, going to so be a Minnesota too. twin. Because he can rake for an old man. Not saying he's in his 50s that can hit home runs. Nelson Cruz can really rake yep. the ball still for his age. But he just can't play outfield Agreed. anymore. He can just hit. And let's talk about where Marcus Simeon will end up. Do you think he stays in Oakland now that yeah. they moved on from uh, Liam Hendricks? I think the I think the ace keeps Simeon, and also I think you got to consider the fact that they got to extend guys like Matt yeah. Matt Chapman and Matt Olson. Yep. Don't you think? And let's talk about where Didi will go. Do you think Didi Gregorius will go back to the Yankees? Um, or I he'll think stay he'll in stay in Philly. In, uh, and the Yankees need a second baseman badly. I think they should go after Colton Wong of the Cardinals. They need balance in their lineup too with left-handed bats. All of their hitters hitters are righties. And you predict DJ LeMahieu will be a Red Sox. I just, I I just think, I just think he's impatient. So So I think, I kind of think, Glaber will stay at shortstop. And I think you, you get Colton Wong there, or maybe, Maybe uh-huh. you start Tyler Wade at second base. So I think the Yankees are – so do you still favor the Yankees to win the – be the best record in the American League and yeah, the yeah, uh, so. yep. American yeah. League West – American League East, I mean? We thought that last year, but they the did. Tampa Bay Rays it, it, knocked out a heavyweight last yep. year. I felt like if it were a full season – if it were a full 162-game season – Last season, I think the Rays yeah, would have won the division by a game. But my my question for you on the Rays is, do you think the Rays will still be good without Snell? Because you still have Glass now, and uh, you still have Glass now as your best starter, and then you have Oro Serena too is going to be one of the yeah, they'll, best they'll hitters be pretty soon. good still, I guess. 
Yeah, they just got Michael Walker too, so they're in good hands. Okay, just about need to wrap it up here. I need to get going. Yeah, so for the NHL, so you're ready for the season to start tomorrow. So let's talk about some top four teams in each division that are going to. Yeah, yeah. I'll be watching tomorrow. There's a lot of good games. So, yeah, I'll be watching. Yeah, so the Honda West, I pick the uh, Vegas Golden Knights to win that division. What about I'm going to go with Boston. Uh, Boston? And then in the north, the uh, Canadian division. Who wins out of these teams in the Canadian division? I yeah, I'm going the, with Winnipeg, uh, and then I'm going with Tampa Winnipeg Bay Jets. with the uh, Central. Tampa Bay, and they get to play Dallas in that division too. So, anyways, Matt, you have a good day. And also, also, also before you leave, the LA Galaxy hired Greg Yanni as their head coach from Toronto FC. Yeah, the Galaxy yeah, fans all right. have something to be – proud of again yeah so you think, think that so. could really hype up chicharito again okay so anyways, all right have a good Take day we'll talk next week